This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Gelsley gets there. Another good kick from him. And here's Hutton now. Hutton going past one man, finding Wagstaff. Wagstaff turning well. Setting up Chilton. Hi there, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the latest episode of the Home Back Podcast. Uh, I'm joined, as usual, by uh, Will and Nathaniel today. How are we doing, lads? Fine. Rather well. Yeah. Just a, just, just a decent result to talk about, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, obviously, before we start this episode, uh, we are sponsored by uh, Six Yards Out, you know, home your retrobelia. Uh, mugs, coasters, phone cases, posters, anything you want like a retro kit design on or even CFAX results. So if you wanted the playoff final on there, for example, you could get that on a mug. Um, ah, CFAX. <laughs> good old CFAX. Um, so head to Six Yards Out to get something like that. You know, Mother's Day is coming up. Maybe you've got a mother who's a City fan in the family. Um, and then obviously Candy King, uh, based in Hull, sweet business. You know, big pick and mix. Uh, they're doing the three for 25 offer permanently at the minute. So you can get three kilograms of sweets for 25 quid, which is... Ridiculously tempting, though I won't be doing it at the minute because I've actually given up snacks for Lent at the minute and it's very difficult. Um, snacks and Monster Energies, I've cut them out because I need to be losing weight. So it's, I'm, I'm really struggling at the minute. <laughs> but, I mean, why, Monster Energy shit anyway, why are you drink it? <laughs> we won't be having that kind of slander on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so head over to their website to check out what they do. Obviously, if you want to keep the kids quiet or you want to have enough for yourself as well, uh, they do some amazing mixes and I think they're working on some new stuff to announce. So be sure to check them out. And if you haven't seen on FanHub, uh, you can actually win now three pints for guess, uh, getting 11 out of 11 on your team guess, your predictor 
for the lineup. Uh, if you get 11 out of 11, you win a free pint at any of the Wheel of Football venues, I think it is, that they've partnered up with. So you can win free beer just for guessing your team. Pretty good. Guess so you've got you... 10 out of 11 this week. Yeah, I got 10 out of 11. I put Force in instead of uh, Longman. I got I put, zero. I put Doherty instead of Slater. Uh, now I had a feeling Slater was going to come back in. Um so yeah, uh, so we'll 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 move straight on to it then because obviously we've got the uh, we've got we're five unbeaten away, which is really good. Yeah, we'll just ignore the home form. Uh, starting off, obviously, to this episode with um, the nil nil draw at Birmingham, which was you know there's not really much to cover in that game. Really, it was a it was a, it was a it was a, it was a bit it was a, it was a game that kind of seemed like it was um, you could tell it was kind of a damp squid for both teams, like you know. It, two poor teams at the time that that really didn't sort of take any sort of impetus in the game to try and win it. You could tell, you know, we were two sides down at the bottom. Um, I think uh, Will's got a nice one-line description for this game, haven't you, Will? Yeah. Um, good defence. Good at one. I'll, tap, I'll take the point. <laughs> Respect the point, mean, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. always going to take a point away. It was, a, it was a classic game of two teams whose season's technically already over. Mm. Mm. Just about, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think relatively we're both safe anyway. Yeah, Even after the uh, uh, last night's result, definitely. I think at that point, um, especially with the form Barnsley were in, I think uh, a draw on Saturday wasn't enough, but I think, I think yeah... I think we're probably fine now. Mm. Uh, I Do don't know think... why we're all getting so fussed about it. Is it fine? Enough. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, because I mean, realistically, that but that the bottom four look like they're going to be slugging out for the for the relegate. I think Peterborough look dead and buried, and then it's going to be between uh, Derby, Barnsley, and uh, Reading for the last. I think, be two. I think, I think it'll be Barnsley. They're, they're the only team that seems to be able to win a game at the moment. So mm, yeah. yeah, that's true. Reading, Reading have decided well. to just self-destruct by appointing Paul in. So well, exactly, yeah. just a terrible just, appointment. You'd have assumed they'd have gone for an experienced head, maybe a Warnock or somebody to try and at least keep them in the, in the division, even if it was only a contract till the end of the season or something to sort of secure safety and then change it next season if they had to. But yeah, it does seem a strange appointment and it does look like they're, they're kind of destined for League One at the minute. And they're in a bit of money troubles, aren't they? So I think if, if Reading and Derby go down, they're both going to really struggle, aren't they? So That's one of the them... thing. If the points deductions had not happened for Reading and Derby, it would be a completely different game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it would have been. Because there'd been a lot on that game because it'd be between us and Birmingham for the last last relegation spot, Possibly. wouldn't it? Mm. Of course, it could have been we, different. It would have been a lot closer, definitely. Uh, I mean, to be to be fair, uh, we're only a few points behind where Derby would be, mm. and we'd be above Reading. So, uh, oh, and I don't think the gap would be closed, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think Derby probably would have gone down without the deduction, possibly because that's been motivating them, and their squad isn't that great. You could argue that, but you know, yeah, it doesn't matter you now. You could say that they, they didn't really. I have like a team with nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're playing with a bit of freedom. Mm -hmm. Nobody expected anything of them kind of thing, so they can kind of go into a game without that um, pressure of needing to win kind of thing because everyone's wrote them off. We don't know, do we? We'll have to see. But So in terms of the Birmingham game, then any any was there any bright sparks that we could talk other than the fact that we kept a clean sheet and, and didn't lose? Obviously, we took the point. Was there any players that stood out for either of you? Was there, was there a specific man of the match? I thought Slater had a cracking game in midfield, personally. Yeah. 
I, 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 Slater just... I, I can't believe he was 50 grand still. I was literally about mm. to say that. Slater, every time I watch him play at the minute, you just think it's absolute madness that we got him for the price that we did. Um, he's just so good, so complete. I actually think he looks twice as good as he did for his last season as well. Like, he's improved. He looks like he has improved. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something about his game, like, in terms of, like, contributing towards the attack now as well and his passing. Mm-hmm. He seems to have sort of become a bit more composed and he looks like he can dictate the tempo of a game kind of player now, where, as last season, we kind of played him in the Smallwood role, didn't we, when he was injured? Um, and then Alfie Jones got injured and that's when Slater stepped up to the mark. But we're letting him kind of have that box-to-box role at the minute and I think it's really working for him. Mm. Um, King Lewis Potter, probably arguably our um, only attacking threat throughout the entire game. Could have had a... Well, he had a couple of good chances. Uh, and our best um, best defender at the time as well. He cleared one off the line, didn't he, so just before half-time. <laughs> he was contributing to all ends of the, of the game. But like we say, it's, it's you know a point against Birmingham away from him. You're always going to take it, aren't you? Um, we didn't really have any scares. We didn't really look like, other than a couple of chances, it, it was one of them games that had nil-nil written all over it. And like you say, we'll take that point. But we'll move on to the Coventry game because there's going to be a lot more to talk about on that. And it, it'd be a, a lot more joyous to talk about, I think. Um, uh, so I'll come to you first and Will. Amazing start. Um, you know, the unlikely source of Richie Smallwood popping up with a goal in the first five minutes of the game. Um, Putting fucking football pie all over his face. Yeah, poor goal. Shocking keeping. Um, But it was a good passage of play regardless. It was a good bit of build-up and it was a great run from Smallwood out of nowhere, really. Mm. Of all the players you expect to make a run into the box. You shouldn't be that high, really. Smallwood. It's worrying. should be defending. (laughs) It's It's not worrying, it's ace. Well, and yeah, but if he'd missed that and the keeper, you know, set a counter attack, I mean, it's going to take a whole. It's going to take twenty minutes for someone to get back that high up. But yeah, it was, but uh, well, I was going to say it was a good finish. It wasn't really, but um, and I'm glad he, he, he's I'm glad he scored. Well, yeah, exactly, because I think recently he's deserved it, and um, it was a really crucial goal. Uh, he didn't seem to know how to celebrate afterwards. He just sort of started jogging off. Uh, I don't really know what that was about, but. Um, uh, yeah, he has had a few shots recently, um, usually not in those chances, but uh, I think another goal has been coming throughout the season, uh, perhaps, because um, it's been a while since he scored from the, since the first day. But uh, yeah, I think he's deserved that. Yeah, I think Smallwood, I'm, I'm actually really happy for Smallwood because, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to pretend I've always been Smallwood's biggest fan because I did, I did myself question his... his capabilities of playing at this level effectively, um, especially at the beginning of the season we went on the bad run, he looked a little bit isolated um, at times and, and and like maybe he went up to the pace of the game, but I'm glad to be proven wrong, as I am most of the time, to be fair. Um, if I if I tweet out that a player's having a bad game, they, it's, they're 100% going to score in the next five minutes. So, But Smallwood this season, I just think, has been one of those that I mean, he still even gets a little bit of hate now, which is confusing, because he's, he's definitely one of our player of the season contenders and I think it's just because of the job he does in the team. Like, you know, it's it's one of those roles that isn't really appreciated by, you know, a lot of fans, yeah. is it? People don't realise how much he adds until you take him out of the team. And it's always mm-hmm. that case. Like, whenever we've taken out of the team, we've looked so much more vulnerable. And it's like, oh, I wish Smallwood were playing. It's like, he waited him last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I think he's, he's obviously not going to... He's not like Huddleston. He's not going to play those flamboyant... The yeah, he's, 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 he's the Ashby. Yeah. He does it sometimes, though. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he is capable of it. 
Um, just just not as often as like you know the, the consistency level of his passing isn't going to be the same as Huddleston, for example. But his his role is literally just to break up the play and then give it to the likes of Honeyman, Smallwood, uh, Honeyman, Doc Eve, Slater, whoever's got the side of him, Lewis Potter to try and get that breakaway going. He just does the ugly job, wins us the ball back, and gives it to somebody else. And and I think that's that kind of role is invaluable to a team at the minute. And having somebody like Slater alongside him that can you know sort of help complement him and give him a bit more protection as well sort of helps and I think the three at the back system suits him more because he's less isolated in, in front of the back four. Um he 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 seems to to revel in being able to sort of drop back um right in front of the back three and, and sort of protect them as that shield. Um and, and we he's he's I'm 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 glad that he scored really because yeah like Will said he deserved it. Um we'll come on to the um the 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 impervious Ryan Longman then because uh, Nathaniel Obviously, as his name suggests, he's got a bit of a belter. Yeah. To continue the Partridge references, it's a foot like a fucking traction engine. Well, well yeah. exactly. Yes. Um, well, why, I mean, are, he... why are girls so much more better when they're going off the crossbar? Well, I think it's that, know you know, it that bounce, isn't it? And, and then it, when it goes up and hits the net again, it's great, isn't it? Makes it look it's... like more of a peach of an effort, doesn't it? It, looks, it, like it's, it looks like it's somehow a, a stronger shot, even if mm. it is. Just but, um, every girl needs to go in off the woodwork. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, we've we've been a little bit critical of Longman since um, he signed permanently. He's, he's had a few games where he's a bit anonymous. Stinkers. So, yeah, not not definitely not as effective. Well, as he's, he the I never well, he's, not been, he's not been anywhere near his usual very very high standards. And I think, I mean, you said it just a few minutes before he scored. Um, he looked a bit more lively. Um, so uh, he really needed that goal. I'm glad he got it, and you know he, he scored another cracking goal. Um, and uh, I mean, even uh, if we'd only signed him in January and he'd had those bad games, but you know he's got his goal now, and hopefully he can kick on from there. Just take it like he is a new signing, and now he'll you know hopefully we'll see the best of him again. Yeah, I mean, I I could argue. I mean, I'd argue and say that. He's actually better as the wing back than he's. We've seen yeah. more from him as a wing back than what we have as a winger. So mm-hmm. maybe well, he's he kind of play a few on a position that, that that he's actually more comfortable in. Well, yeah, he did play a few games as a winger uh, early on in like the first few games that Shota was playing four three three, and he didn't do anything at all. So yeah. I think wing back uh, is probably decent. Yeah, I, I don't know whether how good he is defensively really, but getting forward somehow. That, that helps him more being in that position. I yeah. think wing back affords you to be slightly more uh, offensive anyway, doesn't it? To back mm-hmm. three. Yeah, yeah, I mean, with with the with the way we deploy wing backs, they're kind of there just to sort of cut the passing lanes more than make tackles. So they'll they'll, they'll track back and we make it kind of a a back five, but. The, the, the centre-back nearest to them would tend to then push out to the defender and the, the wing-back would just be there to support and sort of force them out wide and, or get them into an area where, you know, they're, they're cornered. So, when, like, when we were doing well, when we had Lewis Potter and Longman as the wing-backs anyway, like, that on paper shouldn't work because they're both very offensive wingers or slash strikers, wherever you want to play them. But somehow it worked and it's I think it's just the energy and abundance on the wing, being able to get up and down and support attack, but also be there to support the defenders which they do really well. Like, we know he's not going to make that many tackles and he's probably not going to mark them brilliantly. But like, we see, like we've like we seen from him in the wing-back position at the minute, 
he just he's he's he more than makes up for it in enthusiasm by just bombing up and down the line and then supporting um, Honeyman in the middle and then playing them nice little triangles up the pitch, which we've sort of missed, I think, in the last few weeks under Shotter, where we've not really looked offensively um, a threat to anybody. But against Coventry, especially in that first half, we were brilliant. And I think Longman was was a big part of that. Brandon Fleming as well on the other side was absolutely brilliant again. It was probably also put himself into a player of the season contention, um, even though he's only played since January. Possibly. Um, yeah, he's just, you know... I since wouldn't he's... be surprised if he won it. Yeah, I mean, well, if you've got that level of consistency, then you're going to be at it. Can you win player of the season if you've only played, you know, half the season? Yes. I mean, I don't know, but he's got, is it four team of the week so far? And he's he's probably only been eligible for seven or eight, so... He was in team of the month for both January and February. Mm. He's been our player of the month two months running as well, hasn't he? Possibly. Yeah. So, yes, you can be He's player been... of the season. Really? Yeah. Because that in January I guess so. <laughs> yeah. If you do a tying up procedure of, like, say, if it was chosen by who's won player of the month the most, then he would be winning, wouldn't he? I don't think we've had any other player mm-hmm. with two, have we? Lewis Potter, maybe? KLP might have done. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you'd imagine so. Um... It'll be difficult at the end of the season to say who's won player of the year because last year it was so obvious it was Honeyman. But this time... Uh, you know, there's well, been I so mean, many that even Honeyman and those have well. been great. But McLaughlin, there's, you know, Baxter, yeah, there's Fleming, uh, there's Longman, I mean, obviously. There's there's lots of players. Th- there's someone you didn't mention who did something later in the game. Smallwood. Um, the yeah, later Greaves. in the game. <laughs> yeah. Who sealed it for me with that one second of football. But yeah, we see. But I would, I, yeah, I would well, have to go out and say that I think Sean McLaughlin has been consistently better than Greaves has since coming into the. But side. did he do the greatest goal line clearance in football history? He, he did. He but did. Thing is, well, well, he and McLaughlin did do the. He, he, uh, McLaughlin cleared the ball off the line as well. So you know, it was teamwork. Yeah. But I think the thing about he Greaves though is that I think he cleared the ball off the line three times. Because yes. there was the one, the first block, and then it hit Ingram, and then it hit Greaves twice, I think, on the line, somehow. So well, at, at least away. two in that one. On the floor. At least two times in that one incident. Yeah, I was. I thought that was in first time looking at it, though. Yeah, it I really mean, we'll talk, I was, was going to talk about the referee later on, but we might as well talk we'll about it now. now. Obviously, falls into that sort of category. I mean. I, I, watching the game, did think that that was a goal. I thought he crossed the line, but as, as we say, he's got goal line technology. He's got the watch. It said no mm. goal. So, you know, and as we've seen from the video on Twitter this morning, it was very close to being a goal, mm. but it wasn't just. So, you know, good decision. So but... many people just don't understand that we have goal line technology because it's not the referee's fault. Yeah, uh, it's not, it's like not his, his mistake. Well, the, like the technology was either working or it wasn't. It's not his fault. What I like about him most is the referee looked like he was a he was looked at his watch expecting it to say a goal yeah. and he yeah. didn't say it. Yeah, I mean, so like obviously you can't get that. I mean, we've we've seen that the goal line technology is pretty much spot on ninety nine percent of the time. We've only yeah, got it's not like instance. VAR is black and white, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've already got mm-hmm. the one instance of the was it Bournemouth in the Premier League? No, it, it was in Villa. Yeah, was it? Yeah, where it where it that was. It's like I feel like the reason why that didn't happen because it was all five plays in the way. Well, yeah, but also um, 
I think the goalkeeper collides with the post, so the goal is shaking. So somehow I feel like the line might have been affected by that somehow. Mm. But uh, yeah, this this one, you know, uh, so many people don't understand the ball, as I did a diagram on Twitter, it overhangs. So it looks like it's in, but oh, it's that not. Diagram. Yeah, I have to say, the, the, the yeah. quality of that diagram was spot on, to be fair. Thank I mean, you. Irrefutable. You can't, Simple, you can't. isn't it? Oh, so I, I've got it here, actually. Is this it? Yes. I can show. I've got to find it, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> so difficult getting things on camera. There you go. Ball and the goal. So, uh, for the yeah. audio listeners, that's Daniel's just showed us his diagram version of the goal line technology incident, which can only be described as on par with Picasso. <laughs> well, abstract like Picasso, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we'll we'll come on to some of the other refereeing decisions then, because Coventry fans obviously were not happy with him at all. Um, mm. Yeah, I think we were we we kind of added to that by sort of time wasting from the tenth minute onwards. But you mean um, the dark arts? Mm, yeah, Ooh. become a bit of a shit. It was several times. Also, not let Madrid balances at it. Well, several times we had a free kick on the halfway line and Greaves would look like he's going to take it and then he'd leave, leave it for Ingram. Like, at least try and be subtle because yeah, otherwise I the goalkeeper has to run the half the pitch to kick the ball. Personally, when, 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 when he did it the first time Should and, been. Uh, and the ref walked up to him, I thought, oh, that's going to be an early booking already. But he didn't. Mm, he just told him off. Didn't he? But, you know, yeah. he, he probably should have got booked for it, but he didn't. But we, we've, we've become a bit of a shithouse team under Shotter, I've, I've realised, because we did the, yeah. the time wasting against Sheffield United as well, didn't we? I fucking mm. love being a shithouse team. Yeah, it's, it boils yeah, piss. It's, it's evil, it? isn't it? I, mm. I think That's it's... That's Because you hate it when wins, Exactly. It wins the sweeter when you know you sort of didn't deserve it as well. I think well, no, we, deserve, I mean, we deserve no, this. We deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, uh, when you're um, time wasting and you know doing yeah, if it's a smashing ground, sporting, it's yeah, even that's good. Yeah, horrendous. But um, so we'll talk about some of the penalty decisions. I think um, I think mm. the one that happened was it just after the goal line incident? Just before was it on Tavares? Um, Doherty yeah. coming in with a bit of a clumsy challenge. I thought that was a Stonewall penalty, and I can't actually believe that the ref didn't give it. I think the reason he didn't give it is because he, when he gets tackled, Tavares sort of jumps upwards and falls to the mm. floor, and I think that's what does him in. True, but also if he hadn't done it that, he would collide with the player because sometimes you jump out of the way knowing you're going to get fouled, and it's still a foul. So oh, it was yeah, definitely yeah. a penalty. Stonewall. I think it's yeah. just the way he sort of jumped upwards mm. made it look a bit like. Yeah. Mm, just he taken the, he cons the ref out of it. Yeah. A bit. Mm, yeah. It's a good it, way of putting it. A bit too flamboyant in the way he went down. Yeah. Mm. Well, it was a penalty. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I sat here and I thought, oh, God's sake, here we go. But when he didn't give it, I started laughing because I. Well, he didn't give it, and we got we got the magnificence of Jacob Graves. And yeah. That's a great moment, isn't it? That and uh, that Birmingham moment, goal. The great moments. That Birmingham yeah. goal where the ball was clearly out. You know, just great, <laughs> yeah. great times. Yeah. I think it. there was an, there was another one, wasn't there as well? Was the um, the one on uh, Jokeres? I think where where that they, was they, not they, a penalty. No, I don't think that nah. was a penalty. Uh, soft it would have been soft. It's one of those uh, where if you give them, you're giving about 10 penalties a game. Yeah. Yeah, and 40 free kicks a game, and yeah. 
Um, constant, so, constant free kickage. Yeah, I think I think in terms of the game, the ref probably did favour us, but it's nice because you know we we we, we haven't had that that often this season. Like we said, the the, the return game that well the first game against Birmingham at the MKM we had a, it happens all the time though in a way we had a good refereeing it, performance in in our perspective if, but. if you lose oh it's the ref's fault and if you win you don't talk about it it's every single game like <laughs> just and every like I was reading something fair, about at championship level refs are pretty fucking shit I was gonna say exactly but then it's not it's not the ref's fault if they're <laughs> all rubbish you know, uh, if there was just one rubbish one, but the the worst thing I, I really hate is that every single fan base thinks that there's a conspiracy just just against their team against and the rest. It's so annoying. Literally every club, like maybe there is, maybe maybe <laughs> the referees are actually great at their job, but they they're intentionally bad just yeah. to annoy everyone. What it is is the conspiracy is that referees hate football. In general, <laughs> honestly, that's, that's actually that's a good point because you know uh, they only ever get abuse, don't they? So you know, why so should they? Into account, be good? Like the refereeing performances that we've seen at Championship level this season, then would you prefer, say, we had the the choice, the fans had the power to vote on whether or not they had VAR added? Into no, 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 no. I'll take shit refs over VAR. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I think the alternative, uh, maybe not in the championship, but I don't think we'd get uh, get it as far down as the championship. But in the Premier League, what they need to do is just hire better referees. It's simple. <laughs> I mean, VAR, it's, funny, it's, it VAR, is funny it's like I think second second tier podcast tweeted about it, and, and it's like, you know, um, it was like two people talking near a, a, a water dispenser in an office or something and there was like oh the standard of refereeing in the championship's terrible and it goes mm. oh yeah no should we see v- uh would you like to see vr next season no not a chance so it's like you know you can't you, we, we can sit here complain about referees all the time referees, but then when, i don't trust those referees using var it would be the same referees wouldn't it exactly yeah yeah fair play uh, i think you'll probably come around eventually whenever there's a whenever there's a var decision in the prem the shit show around it. Yeah, mm. I think it... The, the, it the, takes forever as well. Yeah. The principle behind it is correct. Just the way that they execute it is poor. Like, yeah. you, the unnecess- the, the, if you have to look... To me, if a VAR decision requires them to, to, to replay it about 10 times, then it's obviously it's not clear and obvious. That, isn't it? just it's it. not clear and mm-hmm. obvious then, is it? Yeah. So, exactly. to me, VAR decision should be literally like an instant, yeah, that's it. Kind of well, because you want to, what you need to do is just get rid of the excruciatingly obvious ones that, like, even if you win, you're sort of like, you know, you shouldn't have. Uh, and, and, you know, because you just want a bit of integrity. Uh, and if excruciatingly obvious ones, uh, I can't think of any, any example. Well, actually, you know, the Barnsley Fulham game, like last week, the Fulham player was fouled, uh, not given, and then. Uh, Barnsley get into that the box. That was a shocking decision. The, the Barnsley player dives and gets the penalty. So there's two incorrect even, decisions there. He doesn't even dive. He one. slips. Yeah, well, he slips. even worse. It's not even a dive. He's... Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was it's such an it Because of the amount of money, especially I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they just have it for the playoffs or something or the playoff final because of how much money is riding on that. 
you could expect maybe it'll come around eventually. Uh, but hopefully yeah. by the time it does, they'll have fixed some of it. All right, uh, back onto the Coventry game then, because we've kind of made yes. into VAR Premier League territory. We won. VAR anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah. VAR. But um, I, I want to talk about. Well, I think I put a tweet on the on the podcast account saying good luck choosing a man of ma- man of the match from that one. Um, so I think we should probably talk about some standout performances from some players. Uh, I think the one that I'm going to throw into the mix is Tom Eaves. Uh, I think that mm-hmm. a, a, another player that, like Smallwood, has probably had his fair share of flack, but then turned into a bit of a cult hero at the minute, even though he doesn't like yeah. Sky Sports said about five times in the space of 30 minutes, uh, from what I saw. He doesn't get the goals, but the fans love him. That's literally well, was their tagline every time. That is true. Um, uh, it was quite funny, that's, that's not a compliment. Thanks, Sky. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's the thing, though. Compliment because he had a few opportunities and he, he doesn't take them. So, yes, his whole what, what, what we really need is someone with hold up play, which is as good as Eve's, which I'm sure there is someone out there like that, but that can also score goals because then we'll love him and he can score rather than just loving him because of the hold up play. That's what we need. This um, anti-ease so, agenda you have, Nathaniel, is getting out of hand. His hold-up play is really good, but <laughs> his decision-making, because uh, yeah. he's quick and, and he, he'd score more goals and get more assists if his decision-making in the in the I box mean, with his half chances was even half competent. Because some of the decisions he makes, I think, are just to score, not good. Which was the pass across from KLP. Really, that, that was that Kale was not his fault. Pass. But after that, Longman's coming in. He could have squared it to him and had an easy shot on goal. But rather, he just keeps dribbling and it gets blocked easily. Like there are a lot of chances like that. Where I'm just like, just his if his decision making was better. Like he shoots at the wrong times and he doesn't pass. You know, he, when when he should shoot and all that. It's yeah, nah, it's annoying. We, we don't. We don't I, I, I love Eves. I love Eves. Right, but. You know, he is a footballer, and if he makes silly decisions like that, it gets annoying. But, you know, <laughs> I know I'm going to get absolutely slated uh, for not liking Tom Eves as much as I should. But come on, like, he's a striker and he scored three goals this season. You know, like, it's, this, 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 this it's not, that he's not that yeah, great. Like, come on. We, we, we can do better, surely. Well, surely is, we can do better. But when Eves isn't in the team, we, we miss don't look anywhere near as um, offensively yeah. a threat because... <laughs> um, for, for audio listeners, uh, we'll just put on a uh, Photoshop of Eves on Jesus. <laughs> but Eves as Jesus, you mean? What well, he brings he is yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's it's, a different so image, isn't it? Because... He gives us an outlet. So what we've been struggling with lately and what we've um, kind of criticised our performances with lately is that we just keep hoofing the ball up top and then it just comes well, straight back to us. You need Eves. If we're going to do that, you need to do that. And he did that. He was up against three centre-backs at Coventry and their defensive midfielder who was man-marking him. He, he bullied all of them. All four <laughs> of them he had in their back pocket. They, they had an absolute nightmare of trying to mark Eves. He won pretty much every header that went towards him. He held it up brilliantly, passed it on to the wingers and got us on the front foot. And I think that was one of the best performances that Eves has played this season, definitely. Uh, probably probably one of the chest of the City, that. Yeah, I'm I mean, it's kind of gutted that he didn't get his goal. Stop uh, it now, he Nathaniel. He was, he, was, he, was, he was like Everton-level performance to me, was that Eves. It was 
he was very good, I thought. Um, you know, it was another one where he's, his work off the ball as well probably isn't noticed. He does a lot of running for a big guy. He does a lot of pressing. You know, he doesn't check. You know, it was about the... When did he get subbed off? He didn't get subbed off till late, didn't he? He was about the 75th minute and he was still charging defenders down and you could tell he was knackered, but he he had that effort and that endeavour to try and chase them down and put his, his cause towards the team. You know, I just... I loved Eves' performance that game. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He was great. He didn't get a goal mm-hmm. to top it off. But uh, that, it, that's what we're missing at home, isn't it? Because I think the last home game he started was possibly Swansea, and we've not scored since then. Yeah. Uh, and he's come back into the team these last two games, and we've done better. So maybe if we are going to just lump it at home, well, if now that Eves is back from injury, uh, should well, just start he's him. He's been injured as well. I yeah, think that's yeah. the reason why he hasn't really been playing as much. And now, but now he's back, he has to start. On Saturday. Yeah. Uh, another one then, uh, Kane Lewis Potter, another obvious choice, but another, uh, a very, very dangerous game. I think he had sort of um, there, was it um, Darbo on strings, wasn't it? Um, throughout mm. most of the game, he was he was cutting inside, making a bit of a nuisance of himself. Do we do we think Kane Lewis Potter should probably be on more goals than what he's on? Because I do, personally. Yeah, yeah extreme. say so. Do we think that's expected, the his expected goal is ten, and he's got eight. So you know that's not too it, bad. It's not well, yeah, but also he's scored two fewer goals than he's expected to. And if you're a good finisher, you score more. But you know what's, that's also what's Mitrovic's xG ninety. No, it's like I think it's twenty eight or something, and he's on thirty five. So that's pretty good. Yeah, but he scores like headers and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Or well, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, we probably should do. But also, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't really understand XG really. It's, I don't know it's, why he's just such a fucking weird star. I still don't properly understand well, it at this point. I understand the concept of that. Yeah, how that you know, if you shoot from fifty yards out, you're less likely to score than one yard. But I don't know whether it takes into account. I think it does. Whether there's like players in the way. Or whether yeah, it's a volley, it, it, yeah, it's, it's all about like, it. yeah, it's it's all about. It takes everything into account, doesn't it? Like whereabouts from the goal you are, what foot you've used, um, obviously if it's your strong right. foot or whatnot. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's, if that's... there was any players in between, kind of thing, I don't know. I don't know how you can consistently apply that to every single chance, but well, it's because they all wear these things um, up to they have the uh, positioning thing, so they know where players are shooting from. I think that's that's it. All but, I know but, about XG at the minute yeah. is that I got a surprise promotion on Football Manager with Blackpool in the first season, <laughs> and I'm in the Premier League, and my XG every game is about 0.10. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> wild. grabbing that bastard. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting battered mm. every game about 6-0. It's not fun. But... Um, well, he so, almost scored a great goal, didn't he? That was he that did. Was it was a good save from the keeper. It was a good shot. He does that quite well, where he cuts in, and he, he he's from about what was it, twenty yards or so. He's he's mm. good at them efforts. I think he's probably sometimes they go twenty yards over. But but Nathaniel, yeah. if he had scored that, you wouldn't have got your name. Yes, so I'm. I'm thankful. The ball into the back of the net. I'm thankful. Yes. <laughs> Um, is there any other names that you want to throw into the mix? And I mean, you could probably say the entire team. Um, I, I did mention I the say, entire team, pretty much. The entire squad, to be fair. You can't say anyone had a bad game. Mm. But obviously, I'm going to keep doing I'm going to go with like a broken record. Jacob Greaves, Jacob Greaves, Jacob Greaves. Mm. See, but I, I don't think Greaves was 
any better than the other two defenders to be other than obviously it's more of a symbolic man of the match for yeah. the best thing we've ever seen isn't it because I thought Alfie Jones was the very clearance again. Um... <laughs> McLaughlin's just been the, the epitome of consistency since he's come in, and Alfie yeah, but, Jones, I but, think, but, is getting better. McLaughlin didn't clear it off the line on the ground backwards behind him. Alfie Jones looks very mm. good at the minute. Um, he does. I mean, if um, it, keeping Deshaun out, no mean feet. I mean, it, it's just I think it's how comfortable he is on the ball because we all know that he's probably mm-hmm. better in midfield as that anchor in midfield role that, that's kind of Smallwood plays. But he's more than capable of doing this centre-back role. And I think in a back three, he probably brings a, an even better side of him out because he's got a bit more freedom to to progress into that midfield area like Bernard does. Gives him that licence, doesn't he? And with him being so comfortable on the ball and us trying to play out from the back quite often, having them three defenders that are so composed and, and good on the ball gives us the platform to do that. And I think we're quite lucky in the fact that we're blessed with so many defenders that are, that are great on the ball because I think you know they're quite hard to come by and we've got four of them so um, you know if you're playing a back three it's very handy to have you, you know all playing defenders essentially you can tell our new Dutch assistant coach is starting to take effect I think mm. with mm. the passing and the technique of the plot the player that we have yeah we just like but like I said we, we need to start seeing this level of, uh, this level of performance now regularly because I know and I know there was probably a bit of, you know, hesitancy to try and play an attacking sense of football because there's still the, the possibility of relegation. But, um, you know, when 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 they've come in uh, and promised you, you know, like the, the I'd rather lose 4 free than draw nil nil concept and then you watch us draw nil nil kind of thing. It's like, mm. it's, you know, it's, it, I mean, uh, the, the jury's obviously... Right now, anyone who would rather have no points over one point is a psychopath. <laughs> True. Well, yeah. Well, well, maybe they, maybe well, the last few games we'd rather lose 4-3. I mean, I preferred watching us under Slutsky than watching us under Adkins. That was just bad shit under Slutsky. That's what I mean, yeah, but every game was bonkers. crazy and there were so many goals and it was just so entertaining but to watch. We'd have gone down if he'd stayed. Possibly, True. but it would have been fun. It would have been a fun way to yeah, go. It, it, been, it's it not wouldn't fun. have been the McCann relegation. No, it would have been the McCann relegation. It would have been a... <laughs> no, where we just get... Relegated by scoring 90 goals. Battered. Yeah, we <laughs> scored one last minute winner against Borough and that's it. <laughs> but, um, I oh, mean... that Middlesbrough you know, game. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen flashes of, of, of obviously what Shotter is going to try and make the team do. I think Coventry... Because I think... What we were missing with McCann was sort of his game management and his, his, his tactical depth, I think, was probably McCann's biggest Achilles heel. Um, you know, he, he kind of set the players out with one system and that's how we were going to play for the rest of the game, whether it worked or not. But with Shotter, like we say, that the first half, we sort of went out all guns blazing, could have probably been three or four up by half time. And then the second half, we, we kind of just protected it, defended really resolutely and hit them on the counter. So we kind of saw two different sides to City but two sides done very well. And it's like he said in his, his post-match interview, you know, he, he was really happy with the attacking display we did in the first half and then the defensive that we did in the second. And mm-hmm. I think Best you've got to be able to, well. yeah, you, you've got to have that depth in your team to be able to do both. So, you know, yeah. we, we, we do forget that we've got quite a young and experienced team still this season. And if we can get this kind of, that level of, of, of performance next season with some new players and some backing, 
then why can't we have a successful season next season? Yeah, and a striker that can score goals. I mean, you know, we, from what we've seen, oh, if we're going to... Go on, Will. Adjun's already said he's going to spend big on a striker, so... Erling Haaland told City on his way. <laughs> I mean... That'd be a bit annoying, really. Cybernesh <laughs> came on, didn't he, and, and, and didn't really have enough time did to touch the ball? any impact. I don't think he did. Um, but at that point we were playing this style where we weren't playing attacking football at that point yeah he came on for Eves no. didn't he and I don't think Saeed Manesh is kind of... <laughs> it was more fresh legs I think than anything yeah interesting yeah, that he brought Saeed on, on up, yeah. up front um, instead of Force maybe who probably was seen as more of a striker and I mean we still yeah. don't know really what Saeed Manesh's position is I get is. the feeling Saeed Manesh maybe has a bit more work rate than Force that's maybe the reason yeah yeah mm. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Honeyman's uh, back to his best, I think. Um, Great assist. With, you know, I think Honeyman's one of them players, isn't he, where if he doesn't play well, then we don't win. Everything that we do sort of create, create in terms of creativity comes through him. And he was, I mean, I, I've, I've kind of criticised Shotter's version of the three at the back where Honeyman's kind of more out wide and uh, gets isolated a bit too much and we, we don't, sort of see his influence in the game enough but against Coventry it it kind of seemed like he's starting to learn that role a bit better and he, he I think he, he kind of dropped a bit he, he dropped inside a bit more didn't he rather than staying out wide uh, he let Longman go ahead and he would drop into sort of the space on the edge of the box yeah. where he's best like we saw with the Smallwood goal that little reverse passing between yeah. two defenders which you know put him straight through on goal but like Honeyman playing at that that level, we're we're always going to create chances. So it's just about the players putting them away and his 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 you know his his energy. Like the Sky commentators were saying about how he was still sprinting about the pitch in the 89th minute and just like you know how was he not burned out? But his his energy levels are just crazy. Out the he's such oh, yeah. a good player. Him and Doherty always were for nine minutes straight, just never stopped. No. And that 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 kind of player is 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 so so important to a team, especially like us, where we're going to be under the cost for most of the game, more often than not, anyway. Um, mm. And having a player like that that's going to run run himself into the ground for ninety minutes is 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 paramount to to any sort of success you do, really. I think. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else, Matt Ingram. So two, you know, we've had quite a few clean sheets lately. Um, that's two clean sheets on a row away from home, which is very good. Um, I think, in terms of our goalkeeping situation at the minute, we're in a very good place, aren't we? But do you bring Baxter back into the squad straight away, uh, back into the starting eleven? Should I say, as soon as he's fit, or do you no. reward Ingram and let him stay in the uh, side? Reward Ingram. Reward Ingram. Exactly. Yeah. Also, is- on, a, on a on a slighter side. We can't sign Baxter if anyone keeps bringing it up because Chelsea can't sign or let go of any players for, for money. But there might be uh, like... Yeah, but they'll be allowed to. That, that is, that's one of those rules where they, they say, they, they say, oh, this is gonna what's going to happen and then they find a loophole. Like They're, they're not going to let Chelsea not sign players or sell players no, oh I bet, they, I, I, I bet you they oh, are mate, I, I don't know I mean, possibly well maybe Baxter will uh, you know pay his own release clause and come to the city <laughs> hopefully I, I uh, reckon they'll uh, be able to like get some form of um, 
I don't know, court system in place where if players want to leave, they can probably have some sort of clause where they're allowed to just leave for free or something. I don't. I, they, they, they can't. I, I like Nathaniel says I can't. I can't see him making players stay, kind of thing. If oh no, you know, make players careers stay. at the end of the day. Have to, but what they'd have to do is they'd have to terminate contracts. They can't go for a fee. Mm-hmm. Legal. Oh, that's specific. That's I mean, the, we get ways around it. I don't know. I don't know why they do it yeah. like this because they could just as long as because money doesn't reach because the owners are fucking the issue. <laughs> They do it like this because the owners are fucking dickhead who's made us with uh, their Haven't they been told they can sell Chelsea though? Yeah, as long they as they don't be get going the back and forth. Right, okay. Hmm. Yeah, some Saudi Odd. consortium or something bid two and a half. Anyway, but yeah, we'd, we'd keep keep Ingram in the team. I think he deserves yeah. it. But <laughs> Baxter's probably going to come back from injury during the international break, so maybe they'll have some proper time to kind of think about that. But, uh, you know, I would Ingram's not put I, a foot wrong or a hand Yeah, from. exactly. He but he'd not put a foot wrong when he dropped for Baxter last time. Well, yeah, and we thought that was the wrong decision at the time as well. Mm, you see, but you see, but they, they they bring something completely different. I think both of them like doesn't Baxter's really matter. That, but. Either way, they both they're both very good. I'm, I'm happy with either option. Yeah. Like I say, like like similar to the centre back situation, we're kind of blessed with. Uh, it's, I think it's very rare that you have two goalkeepers that are fairly capable of being a fairly adept number one because you kind of have like your main keeper, don't you? And then the understudy is more of a. He's okay. Yeah, or a youngster kind of thing. But we've got two that could easily be number one, and you couldn't really argue a reason to not put them in, kind of thing. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good situation to be in, of course, and I definitely would like us to see uh, to see Baxter sign permanently next uh, in the summer for next season. I think um, I think goalkeepers are very obviously one of the most important positions on the pitch, and if we can have that kind of depth in in, in that position next season, because I don't think there'll be many many times that we lose both keepers like we did this season and uh, stick Cartwright in, who didn't do bad to be fair when he when he played as well. No, He's all right. Looked okay when he came in. He was chucked in at the deep end. He did all right. Uh, but in terms of, I mean, because you know, we, we we all say at the minute that this squad kind of just isn't up to scratch or to standard. But I just, I really disagree. I, I never said that. that. I said that but if recently. Twitter, people, yeah, if people say it's not Shotter's fault, he's inherited a poor team. I don't think he's inherited a poor team at all. I think there's, there's, when we lose, plenty. it's a poor team. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as 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 expected. But I mean, mm. you look at the attacking potential that we have in this team, in the likes of Longman, Lewis Potter. Um, I think Tom Eves probably has more to give. We just don't play to a system that supports him properly. I think he needs to be in a two up front. Said Manesh is, you know, he's quite an exciting player that we've not managed to see yet, but we will Number do. One quantity. Um, eh? Yeah, Honeyman's brilliant. Uh, Doherty's got more in his locker. I, I don't think we've seen. The best version mm-hmm. of Doherty this season, personally, I think you know Slater might have just lodged him of from his his starting position on a regular at the minute. Um, Smallwood gives us that experience that we need and, and has found a level of consistency at the minute that's brilliant. And then we've got these young, exciting centre backs that that are comfortable. I think this team's got so many more gears to go up and, and just it's just about unlocking it, isn't it? And like you say, with a bit of backing in summer, we'll probably have a decent season next season, but 
Yeah. We'll just have to see, don't we? Um, have to start do, you, first. Do, do you think then that we're going to lose? Because um, I know that they've just come out, uh, Whole Lives just posted that um, Smallwood said that he's not actually being contacted by the club as of yet for a contract extension. Um, but from when Baz was on, it was he seemed pretty certain that you know the players who have done well this season and last season will be offered another year at least. Um, I think it'll be offered a year. Yeah, Tom Eves. Yeah. What do you think about Eves? Because I think he'll leave personally. Don't know. Hmm. Might be better for him to leave, but I, I, I think know. he'll be offered another year. Because I think I remember what Baz said was that the the premise is going to be they'll say right, we can trigger you an extra year if you want, or you can go and find you know a two or three year contract Same somewhere with else. McGinnis at Wigan, mm. he wanted the longer contract, didn't he? I think Eves probably deserves a longer contract somewhere where he's he's destined, to, yeah. uh, you know, bound to play. Um, but as long as we sign someone in his mould, that is a, a target man, uh, just so you've got that option there. Because the rest of our strikers, you know, if we'll keep Syed Manesh and, and Smith and Lewis Potter and that sort of thing, they're young, well, quick, uh, short players, aren't they? So you need that uh, variety. Mm. Uh, right, so we'll look ahead to Luton then, because we've got Luton this weekend, and it's uh, the West Stand Upper is open, so we could actually see um, a nearly full house. I don't know. I haven't seen the latest graphics no. about how many tickets have been no. not having their capacity. No. But it's, be... it's, another, it's another big crowd, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, another chance for the team to yeah, entice some of these fans back after that whole um, Barnsley debacle that we had. Um but the the they're on form at the minute, Luton. They're a dangerous team. What are we expecting? Loss, no goal scored, probably. Wait, we've got Eve's hat trick, which is the important thing. We've got Eve, so we can actually lump it long and actually have some success. And you know, so maybe maybe that that will work. But yeah, uh, Luton are there for a reason. They're in good form, uh, but. Um, yeah, I guess because we've got Eves and uh, that's what we've been missing at home uh, that we've had in the last few games or the, against Coventry. Maybe we can, you know, pull off a mini upset. Uh, but I, I doubt it, really. It's a bit depressing. I mean, yeah, to be fair, Luton are still on the very, they're on the very edges of the automatics. They're only, is it four points behind the top two? Six points. Is. Those are six. Maybe not then. Um, and they've they've played two more games as well. But ah, Bournemouth have hit a bit of a rocky bit of form recently. Yeah. But well, they're definitely they are using. But yeah, they're up there for a reason, and mm-hmm. I'll be surprised if they don't walk away with all three points. To be honest. Yeah. As I mean, good as it has been, it's funny just been so positive it, all season. I've been positive old podcast and then we'll lose. It's this home form. It's really strange, isn't it? But maybe, hopefully we go for it. I think, I think we might still lose, but we just need to score a goal. You know? I think the home away thing is because when we're away, we invite teams to play at us and we mm-hmm. play them on the break. Whereas at home, you're usually the team that has to push forward yourself. Mm. Well, maybe if we're better on the shoulder than we are. We can do that. When we beat Swansea, and they have all the ball, don't they? Their possession side. So uh, maybe that's what we need. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it is a weird one, isn't it? Because I think the last time we, we had this kind of home and away difference was, was under Nigel Pearson, wasn't it? We were absolutely shocking at home. We, we were immense like away. away, didn't we? It was. I, um, I looked it up. Um, I, I think uh, three of the last four uh, championship seasons, we've had a better away record than a home record. So that's a stat for you. Do we think it's maybe... Do, do, obviously, the atmosphere should really be better now um, with the mm. ownership. But I would say, do you think maybe there's just still that bit of, I don't know, edgy atmosphere to it that kind of, you know, seeps mm. onto the players? Where they're still In a way... Strong? Yeah, there's I still don't... plenty of fickle twats there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I mean, I, 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 the last home game I went to was a Swansea game, but that was an amazing atmosphere, so I haven't seen... Mm. Um, you know, it's this kind of. I mean, it helped because you were sat. Like, you were sat behind Uzzle as well, which helped you. Now sat below Uzzle, behind the goal. Close enough. Yeah, but the South Stand doesn't doesn't really have much atmosphere anyway, negative or positive. It's just it's just there. Um, mm. It was a, it was an experience, certainly not one that I probably want to do again in in the near future. I'd like to go back to the East Stand, but. Uh, actually no, because we had the the um, when we did the stands thing, uh, we got involved in that. That was all right. Mm. Hearing us all do his solo at one point was quite good, but I just think that maybe the players are still. But it's weird because the players do come out and say that the atmosphere has improved, but the results hasn't. So I don't know what it is. I think the atmosphere has definitely improved, infinitely. But then, but it's just uh, the problem is still if we. It feels like a lot of fans there. If we don't score early on, they're just instant, they're just going the backs. Mm. It's like no, that's n- they're well, a fucking the case nine team in the championship. Yeah. But that was because we were rubbish. I thought we were poor against Burnley. Yeah, we're poor against Burnley. But even when we're even when we're all right, if, if we haven't scored by half time, even fucking a lot of fans get on their backs. Even if we played well. Mm. I mean, it's tough in it because I think now that they've got sort of the added pressure of the fact that they know that they haven't scored in four home games, and I'm I'm pretty yeah, sure Shaw will tell them that obviously we're expecting another big crowd and maybe a bit of added pressure onto them. But it's it is it is strange that that the kind of the way in the home forms polar opposite because we're five unbeaten away, but we've lost four at home without winning at scoring a goal, and it's just. It is crazy how how bipolar the, the squad is at the minute. And if you because mm. you, you think you you watch that Coventry game and you think where was that fighting desire we're against Barnsley? Like, some really example. nice stuff. They just yeah. learned immediately, like somehow overnight, you know, from the Barnsley game create, or two weeks. We don't create many chances, and we don't kind of at take home, as yeah. much risk. Just a bit drab. Just, yeah. yeah, I just hope they play with a bit more freedom, probably. especially after the the win that you know really it, it would take a huge mathematical uh implausibility for us to go down with not just Barnsley winning is it five out of nine games Reading would have to win at least four of their games as well both of those things aren't going to happen never happening if it's one or the other like George Reading won well exactly uh and even if it was the other way around it would be Barnsley that went down or, or Birmingham possibly even so uh, yeah, I think uh, they should be able to play with a bit more freedom now. But the thing is, they'll say that they need a few more results and that they're not safe yet, so they won't feel like they can play with freedom. 
because they will have to be professional and say, oh, no, we have to get to 50 points rather than just saying, yeah, we're probably fine because you can't say that in a press conference. Yeah. I mean, I said it to John the last episode that I would use the remaining games now to just kind of just showcase what the team can do and what, what he's going to try and get us to play Experiment next season. Because if, if you're going to try and... Because if you're going to try and convince fans to come back next season in the numbers, you have to give them a reason to do that. And I mean, obviously, mm. you know, th- there's the fickle nature in it that, you know, if they support City, they should be coming back anyway, obviously. Mm. But when 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 there's so many, you know, different circumstances that are contributing to people not going, like, they've got to have a reason to spend that money now, especially with the cost of living at the minute. So if, if, if we show them some sort of vibrant, exciting attacking brand of football for the rest of the season, take every game kind of as a free hit and just say, look, this is what we're going to do next season. So, you know, come back and watch us because it's going to be fun. But, you know, they're not going to come and want to watch Barnsley, the, the, the kind of performances that Barnsley do because that's not worth their money, is it? When they could be spending that on, their, on heating their house. Um, but I, I just don't think he's going to do it. I think we'll just kind of limp over the line this season and then um, probably see a new reinvented city next season, which I don't yeah, I still, guess isn't a bad thing. We're, just, but... we're, we're in a transition period from yeah. the summers when we finally, I think, finally get rid of the Alums for good, like in terms of their, their actual, any form of influence of any sort on the club. Yeah. Because mm. I imagine yeah, from so... the summer, like season tickets... From the summer, they're probably. I would be surprised if they go down in price quite a bit. Mm. Uh, most of the players we have, Alan players. Yeah. Um, would we take a point against Luton then? Absolutely. Ooh, I'd, I'd bite your hand off. Absolutely, yeah. I'll bite your hand off. I'd just say yes. I'll take a point. If, Even if, if it, it was nil nil, then I wouldn't. No. <laughs> yes, it was no We, we have to score a goal at home, please. Like, <laughs> uh, well, because that's the thing. Um, most people watch the home games, right? So if we're, even if we're playing really well, well away from home, you're not going to want to go and watch the home games if that's, that's where people get their, um, you know, main uh, kind of opinion on the team is how they play at home. So, you know, uh, please, can we just score a goal? Please, anyone. Two-one loss, Nathaniel. If it just meant we scored. At two-one, three-two. I'll take a three-two. No, 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 no. No, okay, nil-nil. Two, two more nil-nils. Then I think we're safe, and then we can lose four-three for the the rest of the season. How about that? Or just one more win, perhaps. We've got two more games around. We obviously we've got we've got Lewin and then the international break, and then we've got. Um, Huddersfield gives more away games. Eighteen games unbeaten, but have now since lost two in quick succession. I think, and hopefully they've kind of fallen off the boil at the right time, and we can kind of capitalise on that. But um, the Huddersfield game was worrying me, but not so much anymore. But are we keeping the same team then? Don't change yes. the team. Yeah, uh, drop Eves. <laughs> no, obviously yes. Uh, keep the same team. Don't don't change a winning team. Don't change a winning team. I mean, because it's because we we've done that a couple of times where we've we've played 
well, the same team start on Kerr, the and then the former the former player will score a goal. So start on Kerr and and start on Fanny. That was a false trophies. question. Your sanity for a second there, Nathaniel. But then you came with some sound logic. <laughs> well, yeah, what, you thought I was being serious? <laughs> well, former players always score. It's not a wrestle smash a free kick in. They do. Yeah, they I mean, former players always score. Remember when Waghorn scored on Wednesday night? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely well, they. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Do right, not do it, Nathaniel. <laughs> what? He said don't jinx it. Oh, right. Yeah. Fair. Um, I think that's pretty much everything covered then. Um, well, uh, you know. Official score prediction. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Uh, one nil losing. <laughs> bit bit predictable because it'll because it'll wind the fan up nil nil. Oh no! I'll respect the point. No, but you can respect you can respect a point away from home. That's nice, but at home, no, no, no. It's always disappointing to draw at home, really, unless you're playing. What if you it with four all? <laughs> yeah, four all. I definitely that would be very entertaining. Yeah. Only if we scored the equalising goal at the end, though. If we bottle it, no. Nah, we went nah, down. I'd rather have a nil-nil. Like the Swansea game. Yeah. That was mad, that game. Um, I think I'll go for a... I think because with, with Eves coming back and us having the outlet, I think I think we'll do well. I, I'm predicting a 2-1 win. Oh, that's, that's nice. I'll, I'll take it. A loss I, or a I, win, think I, I think I'd take a 2-1 win. I'm not going to be too picky. <laughs> does, that, does that satisfy? Yeah. Only depends who scores, though. If it's Jingle Eve scoring, I'm not having that. That that doesn't <laughs> fit with my slant, my slander, my um. All three agenda. goals scored by Longman, two and an own goal. I'll take that. Mm, Jacob that's Reeves. A, that's you know. He needs his goal. Give He's, Jacob Reeves his goal. You just put him up front. Why not? <laughs> He'll get it eventually, and when he does, I will go insane. I, I thought no, so bad because um, he scored last year, didn't he? And then they took it off him. Again, he scored it yeah, instead, the fucking it. bastard. <laughs> uh, it's funny, actually, because um, my uncle's put a bet on Greaves scoring any time, every single game. <laughs> he just he doesn't do <laughs> it. You'll be surprised how money. common a bet that is in E2. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Greaves scoring. It just never happens. It just feels like it'll never happen for him, doesn't it? And it, it's weird because he's so good in the air. He's actually been quite dangerous in the box. Maybe not so much this season. I think he's, he's been better on the ground when he's had chances. When he's made his stupid yeah. long runs. Yeah, and he almost scored yeah. against Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, he got through on goal, didn't he? I feel like that would be cheap, though, if he scored from open play. Nah, it's got to be a set piece. That's what defenders do. <laughs> so <laughs> when Jimmy Delaney ran the entire length of the pitch and smashed it yeah. in for 30 yards, that was cheap. Yeah, he's, that, that's how Greaves is going to score his first goal, I think. It's going to be a, an absolute thunderbass no, no. in 30 yards. He's going to overhead kick it, goal line clearance, and it's going to go all the way in. <laughs> that, that'd be a better goal line clearance, wouldn't it? <laughs> right then. Um... I don't think there's anything other to say. I mean, obviously, we've got the newsletter. If nobody's subscribed to that, um, the latest issue's just gone out for that one. Obviously, it keeps you up to date with um, the, the current episodes, what we're doing on the next one, any related info with sponsors and things like the podcast share updates, things like that. It keeps you up to date. So subscribe to that if you haven't already. Uh, visit our sponsor pages if you can, Six Yards Out and uh, Candy King. They're both in the link tree. 
Um, the, the podcast shirts, as for the video viewers, um, have arrived. You will have seen on um, Twitter. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, these two don't have theirs because I've got Nathaniel's at mine. I need to post it out. And Will's unfortunately failed quality checks. So it has to get posted. And I was going to say, it failed quality check story in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so poor Will's having to. I, I prefer the shirt I'm wearing you. today anyway. Hmm. You prefer Dinamo Kiev shirt to the Hornback <laughs> podcast shirt? Slavia, you It's It's relevant. <laughs> but uh, for, for anybody um, that hasn't received yours yet, um, they have. Amazing quality, to be fair, better than what I actually expected. Uh, the sponsor badges on the sleeve are actually sublimated into the shirt. They're not um, they're not peely badges, so don't worry about losing them in the dryer, for example. Same with the sponsor. It's actually in the shirt material itself. It's brilliant. Big badges stitched on. Very airy, very nice. I like it. I've worn it for about four days now. It should go straight back in the wash, and then I'll wear it again next day. I was about to say, I only um, fucking washed it each time. No, I'm, I, I live in it, Will. I wear it all the time. Um, but no, I think the, the vast majority of people should have received theirs by now. I know, um, obviously, Lee Walker. Um, I haven't. Nice. nice I haven't. Uh, yours is here. I wear it on the here. fucking pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will be posting Nathaniel's out to him, don't worry. Um, so, yeah, but uh, anybody who ordered the next set, I think, have been delivered in the next two or three weeks. And then... It's basically it works on a monthly basis. If you order it, it'll be delivered the month after. Um, is how it's working at the minute. So head over to the to the link tree and buy one if you haven't already, because you know seven pound fifty goes to Andy's Man Club, which um, I need to um, get in touch with Essex Six actually and find out the the most recent figure because we probably need to transfer some more money to Andy's Man Club in that respect. Find out our total raised because obviously I think it's nearing 200 at the minute quid to raise for obviously supporting men with mental health issues and support groups going on for them. So amazing share and amazing cause at the same thing. It's 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 a win-win situation for everybody. Um, I think that's pretty much everything covered. Um, anything that you guys want to add on? Um, Jacob Groot for England. Mm. Oh, well, the, the squad came out already though, didn't it today? That's a shame. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, quick mention on that. Actually, how does Tyrone Mings keep getting into the um, the England he's, squad? It's like Mount. He's got some dodgy photos of uh, Southgate. Yeah, Mount's all right. Tyrone Mings. Yeah, is, I don't get Tyrone Mings. No. Yeah. Like Tamori's better than Mings. Easy. Yeah, that's the one. How mm. is Tamori not there? And before well, we, anyone says it, before anyone says it, Jared Burns injured. Oh yeah, yeah. but so we, that's why we he's know why. We all know why Tamori's not on the team. It's pretty obvious. Because you don't play in England. Exactly. <laughs> oh, to, yeah, be fair, to be fair, Jadon Sancho was playing for England when he was at Dortmund, and now he's not getting called up while he's at Man U. <laughs> yeah. Mm. He's actually been playing all right lately. Yeah. Um, he started to get his, his goals and assists tally up. Honey, Which is a shame, because I want to see Man U lose every game. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. Um... To end the episode, then I've seen a few. Um, the the infamous question I wanted to ask you two because it's interesting. Are there more doors? No, or oh, no, more? no, I I, I can't. I, 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 I can't. This was coming. Uh, I've had this argument too many times. I for the <laughs> it's for the better if I just don't get into it. I, I can't answer that. <laughs> we'll be here for another half an hour. Um, just one word answer. Wheels. 
It's not though, is it? It's no, I can't. I can't. I can't. End end the episode, Ant. I can't. What counts as a wheel? What counts as a door? Exactly. That's the thing. Wheels on drawers. I say cogs and clocks and stuff count as wheels. (laughs) The manual wants to die. <laughs> there's, there's all the toy cars, Lego cars, Hot Wheels. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, yeah, I've. I, yeah, we all know. And, and skateboards. Um, please. <laughs> I'm trying to bait him into. Come on, why is it? Why? Why? Why do you think there's more doors, Nathaniel? Well, uh, so I'll never admit this to anyone. So you know, all the hundreds of people listening to this, you know, uh, m- mute this. But um, there probably are more wheels, but I, I can't I can't say that. That'd be wrong to say that. I could never say that. So it's why doors. Really? Obviously, there's more doors. But why? No, no just they cool. stop this now. Doors are cool. <laughs> I can see it's, it's boiling Nathaniel's blood in the room. I just wanted to probe a little bit further. You can see. Look at look at the pain in his face. Yes. <laughs> Right, so we'll leave you on that one then. There's more wheels in the world than doors. Um, thanks to everybody who's listening. Visit the link tree for our sponsors, uh, Charity Shirts. Um, if you want to just donate to charity themselves, you can just visit their website and his man club, obviously the charity partner. Um, uh, Joe is missing off the current episodes because he is sorting out wedding stuff. So he'll be back in the next couple of weeks, I imagine. Despicable. Yeah, and Joel, um, the, the, the forgotten man, will be back, um, I think, Who? in the next couple of episodes too. Uh, I don't know, some geezer who claims to be on the podcast, uh, but uh, okay. we'll probably have a full house at some point in the next couple of episodes, so that'll be nice. Um, I am. I, I, I think I'm trying to um, organise Bobby Hadgraft to come on, obviously, for the Hair Game 2 announcement with the club uh, to try and get some details on, obviously, what that means for, um, as Will's um, showcasing there with the Hair Game 2 mug. Um, obviously, what that means for female Hull City fans and attending games and obviously their fight for um, to end sexism with football and whatnot. Um, obviously, an amazing movement. Uh, Bobby's the, the Hull City uh, ambassador in that sense, so um, we're going to try and get her on if we can. Um, I think other than that, that's probably the end of the episode. So thanks, for everybody, for listening. Um, we are over 7,000 views at the minute, so thanks to everybody who has continued to listen to the podcast and listen to us rabble on about um, absolutely anything, including doors and wheels um, <laughs> and meal deals, for example. <laughs> but cheers, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.